Hi, guys, and welcome back to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. And I'm Brian. And we just want to thank you guys for tuning in with us this week and every week. Um, We just feel super honored that you guys are willing to hop on here and listen to our story. And um, I'm really excited about this episode because today we're going to be talking about some life-saving supernatural encounters that we have had. And you may be wondering, um, okay, well, this is a podcast about marriage. (laughs) So what does this have to do with marriage? Well, let me tell you, these encounters have everything to do with marriage. And at the end of this, you'll see why. So talking about the word supernatural, I think most people understand or have some idea what supernatural means. So what do you think, like when you hear the term supernatural, what does it mean to you, Brian? Well, I think it's a two-part thing. Yeah. And like something that's super. Yeah. But natural at the same time. (laughs) So automatically think of my cow lick. (laughs) Wow. (gasps) Okay. Well, if that confused you, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so I just looked up the term super, supernatural, and amazingly, it has nothing to do with Catholic. Um, so if you're wondering, I, love, I looked under Merriam Webster's definition, and it says supernatural is relating to an order of existence beyond the visible, observable, observable universe, relating to God, spirit, or devil. Departing from what is usual or normal, especially so as to appear to transcend the laws of nature attributed to an invisible agent. So, wow. (laughs) That definition is super, supernatural. But so we're just going to share some of our experiences. Um, For me, I am a seer meaning that I have seen angels and demons, but not all the time, just when the Lord allows me to see them. And I have had an encounter with Jesus um, that I want to share with you guys as well that happened this year that was super amazing. But we want to start things off with how God supernaturally intervened in our marriage. Why don't you start things off, Brian? Well, for me, supernatural, gosh, there's so many, so many uh, things that I could talk about, could probably even write a book about, um, you know, just going back to just whenever I was out running and drinking and partying and stuff, you know, and God started speaking to me, but I think, you know, a lot of times I was and ignore him even though I knew he was speaking to me because I you know I knew his voice but you know that wasn't working so I think he went to that place where he started supernaturally talking to me in my dreams which you know a lot of them were nightmares but uh, you know there were situations where people we knew that was in ministry and even friends would show up in my dreams and talk to me and, you know, ask me why I was living like this and, you know, what I was doing. Um, 
you know, there was the, the times when I had, you know, the dreams about our daughter and, you know, woke up from that. The dream was, you know, horrific because, you know, I'd heard her screaming, Daddy, save me. What was she? Why was she screaming that? Well, because she was in hell, um, you know, and I seen in, in the nightmare, all I could see was her hand coming out of the flames and then her screaming. And she just kept saying, Daddy, save me over and over. And then, uh, of course, when I woke up, I knew the life I was living, you know, there was it was, it was a spiritual battle um, that she was involved in at that point because, you know, Dad hadn't sent an example for. And, uh, you know, she obviously in the dream had chosen the wrong path in life and ended up there. So, you know, God spoke with me on that as far as setting an example and living my life for my children to follow. And then, um, you know, of course, there was times when I just got very deep into dark, demonic places. Um, you know, I knew it. I felt it. You know, other people felt it around me. Of course, you obviously experienced it. You know, one time when I came over to visit you, we were split up. You know, you see my eyes. I mean, I remember you freaking out. And you're saying that my eyes, my the white of my eyes and everything went black. And I knew you were telling the truth because it was a few weeks before that. I was at a restaurant with a group of people and two people freaked out across from me. And I remember saying, did you see his eyes? Like, then they told me, like, your eyes went completely black. And, um, of course, that was a supernatural thing of the wrong side of the spiritual realm. But, you know, there was, you know, even even stepping further ahead with my suicide attempt and uh you know there was dreams leading up to that um you know if my dad finding me when i thought about doing it one time when me and him was on a hunting trip and um you know i just i couldn't do that because i knew the outcome and then I had a dream about my mother finding me on another time I'd planned it. I actually had was going to do that. This was in the natural. I'd planned it. And then in the supernatural, I had a dream of her finding me and cradling me. And uh, when she had ran up to me, I trans transformed from a grown man, adult that had just committed suicide to a little child, probably six years old. And I was looking down on her cradling me crying. So that pushed that attempt back. You know, of course, when the final attempt came, um, you know, there was just, there, there was, that was a huge encounter with God. So that experience that I went through with the final suicide attempt, the last and final one, which in my mind, in the natural was going to be the last and final one because I thought that was going to take care of me, you know, it was over. And, uh, you know, it's just hadn't really even planned it out. It was just kind of like, I'm doing this and it's, it's done. You know, there's no reason to plan it, no reason to think about it. But, you know, I remember standing between my grandfather's old farmhouse and an old outbuilding with a shotgun underneath my chin and slowly pushing down on the trigger. And I remember everything just went through my mind so fast. It was like everything was just going through my mind like warp speed and I remember not wanting to do it but at the same time I just thought there's no 
other way out. There's no other way for this problem to be resolved. You know, I've cried out to God. Things aren't getting better. Uh, seeing the kids crying aren't getting any better. Seeing you crying isn't getting any better. And, of course, the enemy lied to me that that was the easiest route for everybody. That once I was gone over a few month period or a year period, everybody would forget about me and I would just be a thing of the past. So, but at the same time, I wasn't sure where I would end, wake up at, whether I would wake up in hell or heaven. And I remember I didn't even ask God because I didn't feel, I guess, worthy enough. So I just kind of thought it and I didn't pray it. I just kind of thought it that, and, and my, that thought went through my head is, right before I pushed down on the trigger, that maybe if God would give me a split second or two after that gun went off where I was still conscious, I could cry out and repent. And little did I know, here I had that planned out. So, uh, like a whole different plan. And that gun, have you ever had that happen where uh -huh. it didn't fire? Never. Still haven't. I mean, I hunted with it all. So the one time that you decide you're going to take mm -hmm. your life with it. Yep. I mean, I've, I've hunted with that since I was a kid. I look like probably eight, nine years old up until then and still do, still shoot it. So and what happened though after you pulled the trigger and it didn't go off? It just clicked. I remember it was just clicking. And I remember when I heard the click and I just, yeah, I, I just, I was so confused. I remember there was no double barrel. So I remember, I mean, it, for those that don't understand the double barrel, you had to break the action open and look at the back of the shell. And I could see the back of the shell and see where the firing pin had actually hit the shell. So I'm like, so this should have went fired. off. Right. So when you close the breech back up, or the action back up, it resets the firing pins. So I pointed in the air and pulled the trigger again and went off. And I don't know, there was like so many emotions. I was like, I was actually almost angry at God because I thought that was the way out. Now I know that it wasn't the way out and I know re the reason why it wasn't the way out because what he has for us and our kids today and for me. So he's seen, you know, he's seen, he's seen the bigger picture and what his plans were for us. So he wasn't going to allow that to happen. Yeah. I mean, there was, I was thankful at the same time. I remember I was crying and I was angry because I was like, I'm still here in the same mess. But then there was curiosity because I'm like, God did this for a reason. And of course, you know, yours came later, a few weeks later. I'll let you tell about that. But, you know, that's just, gosh, when you put those two together, I knew something was up. God had something up his sleeve for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I know, um, which is crazy because we'd actually tried to commit suicide Gosh, what was it? Maybe a few days of each other. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't very. But we did Like you, you hadn't told me about. I hadn't told what anybody. Happened, and then I hadn't told you, and then we came together and just opened up to each other, and we realized, oh my gosh, the enemy tried to take us both out. But for me, um. I was, you know, like, like we told you, I was in this really, really dark place. Um, I was just, you know, angry at God. I was angry at my situation. I was just so angry. 
And you know, when you're, you're going through like a really hard time and you don't understand why you just, you can find everything to be angry about. And I feel like that I was just so mad. I just burned with anger. It almost was like anger felt like my high in a way. Like if I would get angry, then, you know, I felt in some weird way, it was like, that's what made me feel like me because that's who I was becoming was just a super, super angry person. And I feel like, um, the anger, because I wasn't just mad. I was, I felt like I even crossed over into rage, you know, because there was many times where I just, the way I would act out in anger towards you when different things would happen was not okay. <laughs> like punching me in the truck. It's not okay. We were on our way to counseling. We were on our way to counseling and two affairs had come out right before. We were literally on our way to counseling and I just reached over and slugged him in no, the truck. No, you didn't reach over. What I do? I Did remember I you unbuckling your seatbelt. <laughs> And getting up in the truck seat on your knees, facing me. Oh, I, wow. knew, I knew something was going to happen. <laughs> and then you just unleashed a barrage on the oh side of my, my head. Gosh. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, we were on our way to counseling at that point. And we talked about that in counseling. And I remember our counselor was like, Alicia, you know, if Brian wants to press charges against you, he can. And I was so mad. I just said, you know what? Go ahead. It was, <laughs> it was, that's, that's where my anger was, you guys. I'm not kidding. It was no joke. And, you know, I feel like the enemy can just bait you in situations, you know, maybe even the situation that's happened to you beyond well, your control. Bait you, he baited me. And then that caused you to be angry. Well, yeah, what I'm saying is though, um, he can even use the person where maybe something's happening to you. Like maybe say you're being molested. And uh, he can just put this seed of anger inside of you that just grows and grows and grows and then turns to rage and then you start acting out. And I feel like that's what was going on with me. And um, so <laughs> the enemy was just running rampant with me with anger. And I began to watch, you know, shows that were super demonic and filled with all kinds of witchcraft, which for me, just opened a door to, um, golly, I remember, you know, before I found out I was a seer, I was starting to see demons like crazy because that's what I was entertaining. I was watching super demonic shows and, and then my children, I remember our four-year-old, he was four at the time, told me came and got me and said that the devil walked in his room and he was only four. He was only four. And so, yeah, we, we had so much going on, so much going on. And, um, I just remember when God, uh, stepped in and saved my life. Um, I was on an antidepressant for several years and my doctor, um, she kept having to change the, the drug. I would max out at the max dose. And so then she'd have to put me on a stronger, anti, anti, stronger antidepressant, 
And then she had to keep upping that. And then finally, I was on a pretty strong antidepressant. And I was maxed at that dose as well. And so I had just decided, um, it was just such a bad time. It was, it was, I, I think I had spoken in a previous podcast about, you know, your heart breaks and then you don't think it's going to break again. And then it's like that last little bit finally does. And then I felt like at that point, I just lost it. And we had both filed for divorce at that point. Yeah, I had, I had filed for divorce um, at that point. But so I had asked Brian, he was going to be coming over to get the kids. And so I just asked him, could he go ahead and pick up my prescription on his way? And so he, he got it. He came in, just kind of put the, the bag on the table, got the kids and left. And I have a uh, nursing background. And so I, I knew the medication. I knew how strong the dosage was, but I went ahead <laughs> and looked just to make sure because I had known some friends that had overdosed on medications and uh, they were very serious about it and they just ended up hurting themselves and I didn't want to hurt myself. I didn't want to live with like liver failure all my life or kidney failure. I just, I didn't want complications from something that I didn't do correctly. So I did Google it <laughs> and Google, of course, advised that you not do this because yes, that would be a lethal dose. So against Google's advice, I decided I was going to take all of them, everything right. he had brought me. Well, everything that I'd brought you. Yeah, I was going to take everything. Than what you thought I brought you. Yeah, I was going to take supposed to get what, like 300 or so? Well, two? I was supposed to get, usually she would give me three months supply, which there would have been 100 per bottle. Right. Um, so I should have got three bottles. Right. So. When so, I went and opened the bag, there was only one bottle inside, which was strange, you know, because I'd been on these for a while. Then I open the bottle and instead of there being a hundred pills, there was only three. Right. Which was my daily dose. Right. So can I tell? Yeah. What, what so you tell that? what happened at yeah, the pharmacy. That, that's, that's like. Honestly, I know my gun not going off should be like a wow moment, but yours was like, for me, that was like the icing on the cake. That's when I knew something was up, you know, when the gun didn't go off and I'm like, God's up to something. And when what happened with me at the pharmacy, that was like, okay, God's up to something. So I go into the pharmacy and of course I go to pick it up and give you your name and birthday. And the lady's like, well, give us 15 minutes. We'll get it filled. So I walked around the store, came back, and she said, well, first off, the lady, the, the lady to death said, hold on, let me get the pharmacist. So the main pharmacist came up. And she's like, I'm really sorry. We was only able to find three pills. She said, our computer actually shows a 1,000 on hand, but we'll have more tomorrow. Because when we went to the bin to get them, there was actually only three instead of a thousand that the computer showed. But at that point, I, you know, I didn't care. I didn't really have any idea what was going on. I'm like, okay, three, so she can go get the rest tomorrow. So, you know, you take that side of the story 
and lump it together with what you had planned, I mean, it's just like God just like blew things out of proportion there, you know, as far as like a wow moment. Because when you told me that, and then I actually heard all that from the pharmacist explaining that there was supposed to be a thousand and there was only three on hand. I mean, I was just, I was blown away. And then it was just like, okay, God's really up to something. And, you know, it's just, that was a huge turning point for me. Because I was like, there's a reason me and her are supposed to be going to, or are supposed to be together. There's a reason. There's purpose for my life and hers, and there's purpose for our lives joined together. And there was still a lot of strings and things I had to get through and get rid of. You know, that was just a start, but and then we just watched God supernaturally take care of the rest. I mean, it's almost by itself. It it was that um that moment right there was a turning point for me because I didn't know, you know, I had been on medication for years, antidepressants for years, and I'd never had the pharmacy not have the medication until the one day, guys, that's what you really need to hear is until the day that I had decided I was going to take my life and God already knew in advance my plan before. And the thing was, is I hadn't been thinking about this. I hadn't been dreaming about this. It was just, I was in a moment where my heart was crushed and I thought, this is it. I'm done. I think that day um, my daughter had had a, a meltdown with, you know, what was going on with you know, mommy and daddy. And it's like, I just couldn't take anymore. I was just, just broken. And I was just like, this is it. If I think about it too much, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And so I just, I just did it. And God just, he stopped this, you guys. He stopped both of us. The gun that Brian uses has never misfired. And it hasn't, and it hasn't, hasn't since then. No, I still use it to no. shoot. And- I've never had an issue since then with the pharmacy, not having medication that I needed for anything, anything that we've needed. Um, but I tell you what, I did. The thing that is, pharmacies are very... They're very accurate in there. Oh yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, used to work, work in the hospital. In hospital, so you know, they're very, they're, they're very watched very closely. Yeah, they're very accurate in their the counts. Numbers. Mm-hmm. So, from a thousand to only three, I'm sure they were God. panicking. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And and we don't know the full story. I mean, it literally could have, it could have been one of those things. We don't know the full story, and sometimes we never will. You know, I've told you before. I think a lot of times we're going to get to heaven, and God's going to have a little movie reel for us of things that He changed in our lives and situations that we don't even realize and you know i could have left that pharmacy and they could have at closing they could have looked and found 997 left in the bin when there was only three when they looked earlier that day we don't know that but you know god just he is just so awesome in what he does and how he moves things around make things work in our lives yeah this is this is what i'm talking about when i say god supernaturally saved our lives because both of our scenarios 
We saved not only our lives, but he saved our children's lives. Oh, he did. Because we've talked about, you know, just if I would have done, if mine would have happened and yours would have happened, we would have literally just been two people laying in a grave today. And they were just a few days. broken kids and broken days of each other. Right. Yeah. It would have been a whole different story. Yes. I'm so, oh my gosh. I'm just, I am so, I know, I remember when this happened. When the pills, there's only three, it was like I knew immediately. I didn't have to like try to figure it out. I knew, I knew it was God. I knew he did that. There was no other reason for that. And it completely changed the trajectory of my life. It completely changed how I saw God, how I saw myself, because then I thought, you know, why? Why did you save my life? Why am I still here? So we just really wanted to share these stories with you guys because they were supernatural. There was, in our best attempt, we couldn't do what we had set out to do. And I'm so thankful that he stopped our plans, that he just got in there and hid (laughs) 997 pills from me and that he just completely stopped that bullet from going forward with you. Right. So, um, I think, I think it opened our eyes up to the supernatural and what God does, because now we've experienced the supernatural since we've been back together in so many positive ways, not only through our children, but our home, the business, the farm, I mean, just you, and we'll get into that later, but just, you know, with, you know, later at a different date with the prayers and then watching God work supernaturally when you pray fervently and, you know, continually for something, you know, we've, there's a whole nother side there that we can share, but, uh, you know, yeah, it's just, God's amazing what it does. I know. And I'm, I'm happy. I'm super happy because for a while, I felt like all I could see was demonic figures, you know, here and there or like in people. But since this whole thing shifted with us, I do still see demonic here and there, but it's more, I see more um, angels, which is much more inviting. <laughs> but I just feel like um, for us, our marriage has been marked by God and the enemy he was just relentless trying to wipe us out. And a lot of times you can tell the call of God on someone by how and where the enemy has tried to take them out. So um, I feel like we're living testimony of God supernaturally inter- intervening. And if it wasn't for God, we wouldn't be here today. No, we wouldn't have a story to tell. We wouldn't be here today. But that's why God is so awesome because... Yeah. You know, he won the battle before the before the battle was ever won. He yeah. he had already won it. And before the war, he'd already won. He was making sure that it was going to be his story and not the story of the enemy. I know. Can so, we just say before yeah. since we've been trying we've been trying to do this podcast and we've had so much opposition. Oh yeah. Come on. <laughs> Our electric even went out for a minute right. or you know like, like a few seconds yeah. and like Totally. Five seconds into it. Yeah, in the middle of our podcast, and we had to re-record. So um, the enemy is totally not happy that we are exposing him yet again. 
right. and how he tried to take our life. But I think what it really did was it it pointed us. I mean, the enemy, he's kind of not he's not very smart because what it did was opened our eyes to our identity. All of a sudden I was like, God, you saved me, but why? Right. What, why am I, I must, I must have something to do. I must have something. That there's you so many to do. out there to help. I mean, there's so many out there to save from the same thing. Oh my gosh. To yes. Just to give hope and yeah, you know, I not feel only like, if they're going through a marital struggle. Yeah. But you know, even, um, even like suicide. Yeah. I mean the suicide or, you know, I mean, there's just so many aspects to, to this. Yeah. That people could be helped, you know, even if they're not married. Mm-hmm. You know, the suicidal struggle and, well, you know, even, and they're coming out of it and they're just having hope, being able to come out of it and know that God put you on this earth. Every single person on this earth has purpose, whether they decided to choose that route or to free will and go the totally wrong direction in life. God put everyone on this earth for a specific purpose. And whether we live it out, that's our choice, but it opened your eyes that. What am I here for? And God has big plans for me. You yeah. know, and I did after that. I mean, I told you there after that, every morning I got out of bed and my feet hit the floor. I was thankful I was alive. And I'm like, I'm going to stand up on these feet today and walk in the purpose God designed for me. It does. It totally changes how you see yourself, how you see God, how you see your your destiny, your family. You're like, what? just happened <laughs> they should be burying me you know right. coming to business on the grave side on the holidays yeah yeah but no but he's saying no. this i know i'm just like you know the devil he did not win he didn't win this he didn't win this battle he didn't win this marriage he didn't win our children and we are just i feel like we're ambassadors of hope to just infuse anyone who can hear our voice Anyone who reads my book, we just want to infuse you with hope that you might be looking at something that looks hopeless or seems hopeless. There's always hope somewhere, somehow. There's always hope. And so we just want to thank you guys for joining us this week. Until next time, we bless bless you. you.